Hello, everybody. This is Erica Stella, editor of Soul Magazine, and welcome to episode 62 of In the Spray Room, Soul Magazine's podcast where we showcase the best and brightest artists getting up on the streets today. For our daily online content, please check us out on soldmagny.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at soldmag. Today's crew consists of myself, Bite Girl. Hello. And Brooklyn's own, Big Ronnie. Hello, everybody. Before we introduce today's very special guest, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. Oh, we got a couple of things going on. Tristan Eaton's solo show at 198 Allen is going to be going on until the 9th. Uh, on the 13th, next Sunday, a week from yesterday, we're going to be at BK Firefly for our second Sold Sunday Brunch Series. Uh, Mr. Sens is going to be coming out. Uh, there will be other special guests there. The last one was a lot of fun. What, you know, what would you change from the last well, one? Well, we're going to change something. We're going to have a pumpkin carver. Well, it's not confirmed yet. That's why I, I didn't want to say yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Instead of the delicious waffles I had, I will go be going for the... Um, Black truffle French fries. Mm-hmm. That's they're good. Change. Mm. They're good. They All right. Good food. A couple food. days after that, on the seventeenth, there are two shows. Third Ethos is doing their Funk Razor show in Brooklyn, and uh, also on the seventeenth at GR Gallery, uh, Buff Monster and Dalek are doing a show uh, starting that day, and you should go check it out. Support some of the people that have been nice to us and nice to the streets. Uh, but there we have it. And moving on, it is the fall. Summer is over. Thank God. Stella and I had a wedding last night. I was at Comic-Con on Friday. I'm kind of exhausted. Uh, Stella's going to carry the conversation today. You ready? Yeah, I think so. I think so. This is uh, one of our favorites. So there's lots to talk about. And um, I think we're going to knock it out of the park. (laughs) Well, we are revisiting our first. Yes guest interview danielle mastrian welcome back to the podcast now there's always 50 things to talk to you about because you are all over the place and doing all sorts of cool things but let's just let's just jump right into it stella's got a nice little hit list over there of some recent projects and which ones you want to start with well we could get into i mean there's so many projects um but let's just start off by saying when we started this podcast, you were our first guest. It was so much fun. That was one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. Oh, well, there, there's something to sitting down at the kitchen table and uh, on a Sunday. I don't think that's when we did it. but And it was JPO and, and Ronnie. Yeah. And so we've definitely uh, worked hard at trying different things and, and trying to bring different artists in. And it's it's evolved. It's kept going and um thank you for coming in to sit down again i think we've uh made improvements and uh i thought it was perfect last time so i'm really excited to see what you all you right so, great and congratulations to you guys oh. so many awesome podcasts and you guys are we, we definitely try the team the team is strong the force is strong yes yes street walkers <laughs> all of us street soldiers Yes. So, so we're going to start. I want to start talking about um, all of the work that you've done with Spike Lee. I how, knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to know how that relationship started and, and evolved and in all of the different ways you worked with him this year. 
So the original relationship, the very, very first project I worked on with him was maybe about uh, three years ago. Um, he was doing, he was wrapping up uh, She's Gotta Have It on Netflix, right. and for the cast members, he wanted um, customized sneakers and customized specifically his Spizike Jordans that came out right. like years and years ago. Um, so he wanted to gift each of the main characters a pair of customized sneakers with their character name on them. Um, and one of his uh, writers and producers used to teach a good friend of mine, um, an artist named AB1, and um, they've had a relationship for years. And I guess the producer hit up AB to see if he can do the sneakers. He was out of the country, so he said, I'm not here, but... I have a friend of mine who's from Brooklyn. She loves Spike Lee. I think she would be perfect for this project. So he recommended me for the project. And, um, and then uh, I did the first four pairs of sneakers. And um, it was amazing. And I got to meet him in person. I got to deliver them to the set. I got to see them like film the last episode of the first season of She's Gotta Have It, which mm, was great. Cool. And then um, after that, maybe about a month later, he asked me to do his pair of sneakers for... Um, the all-star game that he goes to every year mm -hmm. and he did an anti-trump sneaker it was the um repel resist agent orange sneakers that yeah. he wore ah. if you've ever saw those so he came back and hired me a month later for that so that was awesome wow. to get to do those um and then the following is that year, the first time you've done anything like that like painting um Back in the day, I used to do a lot of live painting on sneakers. Like, mm -hmm. I, I did a live painting competition at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival years and years ago. Like, I've done you customized sneakers. Also, I, I did the Bucket Feet That's project, what I thought, too. But you do, you do I, shoes. I, I had some commissions like skateboards and sneakers. So, I had done them before, but I hadn't done them in a while. Um, and specifically doing like lettering like that. Uh, so, that was, it was a challenge, but it was a lot of fun. And then the following summers, when he had his first. Um, Purple People block party at Restoration right. Plaza in bed -Stuy, and it was the Prince tribute right. right after Prince passed away. So he called me up to have me do the Prince Gate for the Purple People block party. So that was really the first mural I got to paint for him. Um, and then after that, we had gone back and forth for maybe another year and a half. He always had ideas for like murals for, the, for his block party, murals on 40 acres. Like we had a lot of meetings, but none of them ever really happened. And then there was like a lull where I didn't really hear anything. And then um, I was contacted by Criterion Collection mm -hmm. to do the inside artwork for the 30th anniversary of Do the Right Thing for the DVD. And what they told me was they p just they picked me from like an online search of like cityscapes, Brooklyn artists. Not even knowing that you had this they, prior Not even knowing she had a connection. No. They, and they had seen oh, like no. in, in, on my website, like the Prince mural, like they had seen it, but they I don't think they made the correlation. And they said that they narrowed it down to maybe five artists. And when they presented the portfolios to Spike, he immediately was like, Danielle, I've That's worked with girl. her before. I love her work. Her. So, and then they were like, wait. You've worked with him before, so it was it was a really natural thing, and wow. that's how. Now, that's how that for happened. those of you who don't know out there, Criterion <laughs> Collection is a very very serious company. Anything that they touch is super high quality, super high level, incredibly detailed. 
they are um, the company that remastered and, and released a lot of DVDs that mm-hmm. we all know, like, yeah. like Fight Club and stuff like that. The real high quality yeah. ones, the ones that blew your ears off when you watched them. I had all the like bonus features and oh, and yeah. there was really usually amazing. extra discs of bonus features. And my favorite Criterion Collection, they did a thing about um, the directors of music videos. Spike Jones, Michelle Gondry, a bunch of those yeah. people, and the Criterion's great. I can't wait to see that come out. And um, when I got to go to their office, like they own and they have a lot of the original artwork, and they're really big on like working with all kinds of different, like the the artwork component for like their re-releases and their DVDs and and the movie posters. So their office is like a gallery. It, it was inc- like things that I remember they had the original the artwork for. Right. Wow. And they also collect like vintage movie posters, memorabilia. So they're like, I can just tell that working with them, they really appreciate artists and original artwork and all that kind of stuff. So it was a really good collaboration. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, pencil us in for an autographed copy, please. But uh, I can. I don't, I don't even have an autographed copy. But no, you're from you. Oh, yeah, of me. Yes, No, no, no. But um, but it was awesome because they had me um paint the inside artwork and also do um the cover artwork, which wow they shot as it was a mural that I did on the outside of Forty Acres. The actual Forty Acre Studio right. in Fort Greene, right. which has no—it's the original bricks of that building, so it's the first time a mural went up on that building, and it's right next to the front door. So I recopied um, the original lettering, mm-hmm. um, like the title credits for "Do the Right Thing," and they shot it on the brick wall. And the photograph is wrapped oh, around the okay. cover, oh, very which is cool. really awesome. And then I did yeah, two it was really specific. Yeah, really got it right. I yeah. Saw it. And then I did um, the two inside paintings, and they were they were pretty. They were like four feet by three feet each, and I had to recreate the the main block from Do the Right Thing and do like both sides of the street with all the characters. Cool. So wow. I had to, I had to basically like re like make a new scene, and I I had to watch it maybe about a hundred times and just keep pausing, screenshot, pause, like gestures, movements, expressions for each character. And then in Photoshop, like lay them all out. Like I had to create a whole new two scenes of doing and then paint that, yeah. And then paint that, and then um, I was really lucky because once that was done separately, Spike contacted me, and he's a huge art collector too. So he bought the paintings for his own private collection. Cool, that's very cool. And then after that, (laughs) he had right after the anniversary block party, I started the memorial tribute portrait mural. Of all the um, cast members that had passed away right. from Do the Right Thing. So it, this was like a four-part project that took maybe about like four or five months total to put together. Awesome. So that's the whole that's the whole spiel. It's, <laughs> it's such a great movie. Yeah. So to be a part of just, I mean, 30 years celebrating well, a, a awesome. classic movie such is a part awesome. Of then, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, mean, I know. And to segue, you, I mean, <clears throat> you are such, when they're going out searching for Brooklyn artists, how can they find an artist that's more Brooklyn? <laughs> yes. I mean, think about it. What else do we call you? The Queen of Coney Island. Yay. Um, That's why it's Danielle BKNYC, (laughs) not Danielle Street Art or like Danielle Artist or something. You are like the voice of Brooklyn for young artists in so many ways. I mean, the water towers. Thank you. Those you're known for doing the incredible water towers, which anybody in the world will tell you that's Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah. 
and Coney Island. So hey. you said oh, yeah. that. Let's let's the move Queen to Coney, Coney Island. Hey. Um, I <laughs> believe when we sat down with you, you had done maybe half mm-hmm. of the murals that yeah. are out there now. Yeah. So how many more have uh, have gone up since we last talked to you? There was the 90th anniversary of, of the, the cyclone. Of the cyclone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that piece that you did there is so cool with the. Um, it's the, the fish the, for the, the aquarium. Woman. Oh, yeah. the fish for the aquarium. But the, um, oh, the, the 90th woman, yes. is yeah. the two images of the woman. But one was from uh, the 20s and then one was from present time. Right. Really and cool. both of them were riding the cyclone. So I only had like a day to prep for that. So it just is really. It's there's what's the other woman's name? Um, Mary that does all the. Oh, Marie Roberts. Marie Roberts. Oh, oh I love and her between stuff. Between her, oh. her stuff and your stuff out there, it's like these two. Uh, Brooklyn female yep. artists being represented out I there. Love I it. love the two. Uh, I love Marie. Marie's. Her stuff has she, such an old carny feel. She, I mean, it's so boardwalk Coney. Like she and her family. She comes from a long line of Coney Island. Like her family well, you has can see it. In her her work. family has been involved in in Coney Island since the very very first amusement park ever opened. So she really is Coney Island royalty. Um, and I I love her. I respect her. She's such an idol of mine. And I'm very happy because I. I feel like getting to work in the same space in the same area as her mm-hmm. like it's I know a lot of people say like oh it's a dream come true but like I've I've been a fan of Marie's work since I can remember she's always been there so now to know that like I can call her up or we have like a special oh, relationship cool. it's really incredible I love I her I can't I t- don't expect <laughs> back when you were a little kid in yeah. Tony that you ever imagined no that you would no. be like <laughs> Even when you were yeah. drawing and sketching, you probably looked around and could have <laughs> never imagined. I always knew that become. I'd just be there for my whole life. Like, I just always knew I'd end up in Coney. But like, did in... you ever think you'd actually be a part of it so the rest of us would know that you were there? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I remember, like, years and years ago, like, when I was, like, fresh out of college and, like, interning, I think I called, like, the Coney Island History Project. And I was like, can I intern for you guys? I just want to work down there. I kept, like... When I got like, when I finally turned like twenty one, I'm like, I want to be a bartender at Cha Cha's. Like, I I didn't oh. care. I just like, I just wanted to, to be, in, be Coney, right. in Coney in some way or another. So it's really cool. Uh, R.I.P. Cha Cha's. That was oh. a fun place. I tell people, I'm like, it was like a zombie tiki punk rock when you came dive the, bar on the boardwalk. The beach and just that's where you headed. A lot of memories on the roof of Cha Cha's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but since yes. then in Coney, um, it took me uh, a lot of weeks over the summer, but I just completed a huge mural inside the new Coney Island Brewery space, um, and they expanded into the old bar next right. door, R.I.P. Peggy O'Neill's, right. they and the Steeplechase into Beer the Garden. Next yeah. space there. When mm-hmm. we were there, it hadn't completely opened yet, and then they I just, saw that... They just fully opened up right. about a week ago, or like a week and a half ago. And I was like, wow, what's going on back here? It's really big. Yeah, it's and it's, cool, it's cool because it's like a whole tribute to like old and new Coney, and it's like a new fantasy land. It's almost kind of like if if the brewery got to open up their own amusement park, like the, the Coney Island version of a brewery amusement park, that's what the mural is, so cool. it's cool. cool. I, I like that Marie, mm-hmm. knowing that she was such a big inspiration to you, is. Mm-hmm. Her work is not similar to yours, and and now you're getting kind of pushed to do more lettering and stuff with yeah. different projects. So yeah. it's probably like, I'm, 
getting to do a little bit more of what she does. I would. Now, you I, also yeah. had when it comes to the lettering. Mm-hmm. If I remember a couple of years ago, you were working with the biggest sign. I mean, you you work with the guy that's been known for doing signs in Coney like I was, forever. Right? Yeah, I was I was kind of assisting and sort of also apprenticing and collaborating because we did we did a few projects down in Coney together. Mm-hmm. Um, the one you did right next to were uh, Lola. Yeah, like in, in uh, Dino's in the the Wonder the Wheel. Dino's yeah. Wonder Wheel. He was there that day. Yeah, Sam like, the Sign Painter and Tommy Holiday. Yeah, you them. introduced <laughs> me, and I'm just like, I know who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was there that day. Yeah, it was when Danielle gave us the, the tour of the um, of the Coney Island history. All the history. Yeah, oh my god, I was there. Yes, yes. yes. Sometimes Coney Island tour guide too. Just, hey, and then you started telling. I mean, you yeah. were like a tour guide yeah. because you really know a lot she about is the right to. New York City tour guide. Just saying. Shout out. That's right. Shout, Shout out, out tour guides. Right. But um, earlier, I think in May, I had done also some work inside of Dino's. Um, I, so I did a couple of like little things inside the amusement park too. So cool. yeah, and and the fish. And the aquarium fish. The aquarium that fish. was that was two years ago. I think that I had already done that okay. from the last podcast. It is, too. It's turned into a classic for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. There used to be a mural there before. I don't know if you remember it. It was about, and it was just about the history of Coney Island. Yeah, it was a very community-looking piece. Yeah, and it was, um, it was like silhouettes, and it was gorgeous, but it got destroyed in Sandy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I just knew that repainting that wall, I wanted to make people love it just as much as that mural was loved because it was up for so many years. And that's why in one of the bubbles, I, I put back one of the quotes from that was on the original oh. mural. Um, right on the bottom, it said, all Coney Islanders have sand in their shoes. Once it gets in, it never gets out. And all the other bubbles are like facts about the ocean and pollution. But then the big one on the bottom that people can stand in front of, I redid that quote. And that was like a little bit of a tribute to the old mural that was there. Cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This week I'm starting a new one down there. Yeah. In Coney. There's been some debate on where the wall's going to be. There's been some issues with like insurance policies. Um, but I'm doing a mural for the Five Borough Justice Project, um, which is about like criminal justice reform. And um, I mean, you've been working with them for a little while. Weren't you trying yeah, to get a wall last so year it's the same, for them? Yeah, it's, it's the same, same one. So I have, I have um, one possibility and then one locked in. It's just like kind of like a matter of logistics. But I'm, I was supposed to start it last week, but I'm probably going to start it sometime this week too. But it's deeper in the neighborhood, like in, in like the 20s or in the 30s. So, so. activism, cool. do you find that you seek out projects that had, that are specifically, I mean, you know, we all, you, every artist is going to do art for themselves mm-hmm. and then for, but do you specifically seek out projects that are activist based, that have messages, that have. Yeah, I like to. Um, Because even like the Coney Island fish is definitely an environmental message. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was painted for the uh, WCS with the aquarium for World Water Day. And their theme that summer was like ocean pollution. So, um, and the same thing with the Newtown Creek Project, which we can talk about a little bit later too. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's, I think for me. You mean Starrett City? What? That's what Newtown used to be. It used to be called Starrett. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, this one, the Newtown Creek's in Greenpoint. So. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yeah. The Newtown Creek is in Greenpoint. Yeah, it's the it's the creek you cross over the bridge when you come from Brooklyn to hey, Queens. He just got yeah. confused. Yep, I'm yeah. looking it up. Good. Like, Carry on. Gowanus, not the canal. Mm-mm. Not Gowanus. No. no, I know what you're talking about out there by the dump. Jamaica Bay, where the Shirley Chisholm is. is I just ah, keep working in these, in these, like, like, in these environmental, like... 
You did something last year too, way way out in the Rockaways, didn't you, or not? Have uh, you worked way out there yeah. when they did the state park thing or whatever out there? No, I wasn't part of that. I've done some stuff in Rockaway in that but, area, right? But it wasn't for like a conservation project, though. So, so the Shirley Chisholm State Park mm-hmm. that was done. Uh, the summer yeah, was I, it- I started it in the first wall was done very end of May beginning of June I had a very tight deadline I had like five days to do that wall um, so that was end of May beginning of June and then I had a couple of weeks off and then they picked me back up to do the rest of the building the wraparound so right. it's like a big um DEP building that's on site, but it's like a big barn building. So was then that connected to the new Newtown Creek? No, or they're two separate projects. But I think one of the reasons why I was contacted by um, the people like running the Newtown Creek mural project, um, Stephen D'Onofrio, shout out to Stephen, um, Greenpoint Innovations. Um, I think they were looking for artists that specifically had done nature and wildlife and conservation and that was such a recent one so it, I, I think one definitely led to did, the other you've done one for Audubon correct yes I did the Audubon project a few That's years ago thought, so birds. you're talking about nature and, yeah. yeah exactly so I've done, I've done a lot of birds I think I've painted like <laughs> over like 20 or 30 birds in my lifetime <laughs> I just fact checked myself it was Spring Creek yeah, it's that used to be yeah. stout. Yeah, got and, it. That, and that's where Jamaica Bay and the Shirley Chisholm. I got my project. creeks messed up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Newtown used to be the one where you could basically walk across because it was so polluted. Ugh. It used to catch on fire the and stuff. stuff. I it was saw so bad. Even now, on the water. and what's funny is they're making a nature walk around Newtown, so that's mm-hmm. kind of still kind of an oxymoron. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what, though? One of the reasons why I wanted to take on that Newtown Creek project, and I want to say that I also, it was me and Lexi Bella, so it was a like split collaboration on the project. And um, I know that one of the reasons why I wanted to work on it is because I grew up across the street from the Gerritsen Creek um, in Sheepshead, and um, like 20 years ago, that was just as polluted. It was horrible. There were like burnt-out cars down there. I wasn't allowed to go down there. A lot of fires, a lot of drugs. It was disgusting. And then the federal government came in and it made it a super fun site and cleaned it up. And mm-hmm. now it's a huge federal wildlife reserve and there's a big nature center. And mm-hmm. like I've seen how the creek came back in like the 20, 25 years since they did that from when I was growing up. So like I really believe in those projects. I think the, the bird sanctuary, the bird grounds mm-hmm. in between there... And JFK or protect, it's all protected yeah, it's all land. Protected. Yeah, it's all protected. Yeah, it's all protected. So, like, if you, if anyone ever wants to go painting down there, just know that it's federal. Yes, it's not just local. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> putting Big that little bit of information out there. So, take your papers with you. Take your identity papers mm. with you. Yeah, you don't want to get caught by the feds. <laughs> Otherwise, you might end up being deported to somewhere, right? Right. <laughs> well, so let's move to another part of Brooklyn. We um, there's. You know, so people much. think it's so you know so much city, but there is a lot of there is a lot of nature. Um, go from the beaches to the parks to mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to a brewery to a cider house. Yes, Brooklyn Cider House. So the Brooklyn Cider House um, is now being curated by Thirty Thos. Yes, by Connie from Cured mm-hmm. from Thirty Thos. Um, this is the second group of artists she's brought mm-hmm. in. Yeah, um, it's a great big space. It's, so it's huge, a great it's place for artists to show off like massive, beautiful pieces. Is that where Jeff did the sign outside? He hand painted the sign on the outside of it. Um, I don't believe so. No, Bushwick? out on the outside, um, that was done by the French guys. 
There's a lot of murals over there. Yeah, but most of the like I don't I don't believe he did that sign there. I'll check. It's the one on the corner of Flushing and Irving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I love Connie and I love working with Third Ethos. Me and Lexi awesome. had our had our split exhibition there last right. December. Um, and I love everything that Connie does. I really believe in like Third Ethos and that's just such a good gallery space. Yeah. So I trust her vision and I trust her like curation and she had sent me photos, but it wasn't until I really got to see the space when I dropped off my paintings that I saw, like, the magnitude of wall space. And just, you know, sometimes hanging artwork in bars or restaurants, it really has to be done well. Yeah, yeah or else, otherwise it's just... Yeah, yeah. It, it's not... It doesn't give it the love the artwork needs. But this space, I feel like it's more like a gallery space that happens to also be like it's a, a cider massive, house. They're massive, yeah. large rooms. Yeah, and high ceilings and spotlight lighting. It's it's, inc- they, it's yeah. amazing. They mix like the murals and the mm-hmm. hanging. Yeah, and the pieces. owner has got a really good. He really wants to continue doing this. Um, he wants to start doing art salon type events with mm-hmm. having DJs and artists in there occasionally. It'd be cool so, to live paint in there. That's a space would. that I would, would love to live paint in. It would be a great space to live right? paint. You could do... There's so much space. <laughs> there's so much space. There's several rooms. Plus, they're making the cider there. So, they've got the big, huge wooden casks mm-hmm. and things. Um, and the big, huge barrels in the whole room. So, it's also really kind of be a cool space just to to be in for the energy and the vibe. Yeah. Uh, last time I walked by there, there was a wedding going on, so they had it closed off. I was going to go in and check out. That. I could see somebody doing a private. So, yeah, there was a wedding, actually, the night she was hanging your artwork. Mm-hmm. She had to take everything down that she'd hung for one night because there was a wedding, and they didn't want any art on the walls. Oh. And then she had to go back oh. the next morning and hang it all back up. <laughs> Somewhere out there, there's a new married couple with no taste. That's right. Wow. So we go all this I, I was just looking through. I mean, there's so much you've done. There was also the PS9, PS, what was the uh, Jeff Beeler's project um, that the, you painted? The oh, also you the did STEM another project. Yeah, yeah, the PS9 project. That was last summer. Another kind of, uh, uh, it was an iguana, and it was like a very Color, uh, Super colorful super iguana. Colorful, all along a, yeah. a really cool low wall. It was a low wall, floor. so I was just thinking, like, what would be a cool wraparound? And um, and I know that the whole idea was, like, math and science mm-hmm. and, and nature also. Right. So, I don't know. I just always wanted to paint. I was like, either a snake or an iguana is going to wrap around this wall perfectly. So, you know, I had, like, a loose reference, but I, that one I just kind of, like, really went off just with the colors and I just wanted to have fun and have make it like as colorful as possible for the kids. Yeah. That was a fun project. Sometimes it's fun just to let go, isn't it? Yeah. And not always have such like a strict like theme or topic and you now, can just be like speaking of that, do you plan all the time everything ahead or have you ever occasionally just shut up at a wall and let the wall talk to you? I always have some kind of an idea some kind beforehand, of an idea. some kind of an, a reference. I think also because my work is pretty representational. I mean, it's not like photorealistic. It's still like I still have my style, but it's still representational. But you, yeah, you can so, always tell what you're painting. Yeah, like so I always like to have some kind of reference, like usually maybe about like halfway or like 75% through. Like once like the sketch and the base is down, then I'll kind of go off a little bit. I'll change some colors. Maybe I'll like change an expression or, you know, just something a little bit, but... I like having at least some kind of a reference point. Um, I think it also makes it go a little quicker. Um, but I tend to go off on my own like halfway through. <laughs> yeah, Jeff painted the sign on the outside of it. Did he? The, the main signage for the place. <clears throat> that was a long time ago then. Yeah. So we've. I, I brought up the uh, 
the PS9 or I can't remember which school it was. The PS9. PS9. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you were telling us before we started that you're going to be doing another Underhill mm-hmm. project. Yes. And can you tell us about that? Because I think it's a really interesting idea. Um, the next round of the Underhill Walls is going to be um, like a literacy project and it's dedicated to like classic um, literature and classic book covers. So each artist gets to pick like one of their favorite authors and like one of their favorite books. And we're not like re-illustrating someone else's artwork. It would be like if we had to design interpretation our interpretation. And, and which he did um, album covers mm-hmm. the last round and I thought that was, you know, great concept yeah. great idea easy to and i you think know. because um you know they're work. he's working with a lot of schools now so i right. think i think the direction is going oh, a, awesome. a little bit more educational which is yeah. cool and i mean it's always fun for us too like i can't wait to see what have fun with it yes yeah, so. what people are gonna come up with i think yeah that's... the nice thing about that is too then you don't just get the same old same old on the walls mm-hmm. you get artists mm-hmm. having to think a little bit outside of your normal box and maybe do something that they maybe wouldn't do normally something do that they wouldn't mm-hmm. normally do in your style still but yeah. it's going to be unique it's mm-hmm. fun to see like how because like i've you know i've never designed a book cover like what would my book cover look like if i got to design one you know like it's a different way of looking at it i like it i'm mm-hmm. excited about that um and so the other thing that's coming up that sold is is going to be all over and you were a part of last year is the Akamal uh festival down in mexico yep. <laughs> um oh so God, I can't wait. you can't wait yeah i can't wait <laughs> Are, are you looking forward to um, revisiting a place that you've been before because you were there last year or you had told us that you painted before the actual festival so I yeah. know you probably missed out on some of the I ceremonies did. and things oh are my you going to be there for that yes, this year? Yes, I'm going to be here for the whole time I'm going to be there for the intro I'm going to be there for the ceremonies um, and a lot of the artists are going to um, travel around afterwards and I know that there's like some other walls kind of locked down loosely around. So I actually just left my ticket open <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to try to spend as much time down there painting as I can That's after awesome. the festival. I think Ramiro did that, didn't I he? think he did last year and yeah. they, they kept spent a couple extra weeks yeah. down there. Yeah. And, um, but uh, last year, weren't you locked into something else you had to get to or something, which is why you couldn't No, stay? No, that was, uh, that was. Three years ago in Miami for Art Basel that I had to leave early and I couldn't stay. You're confusing Um, Mexico and Miami. I mean, that's easy. Listen, mural festivals and mural festivals. (laughs) Plus, they both start with bouncing around, and they're both humid and hot and sticky. Um, No, but I wasn't. Last year, I actually wasn't scheduled to paint in the festival. I I was just going down to Playa del Carmen for my birthday, Um, and. Right before I left, I found out about the festival, and I had messaged um, all the curators and Reina, and um, and they were like, "We're really sorry, it's so close to it. Like everything's taken up, the accommodations are already taken. But you know, if you want to come down and hang out." And then I was like, "All right, well, I'll just I'll be in Playa del Carmen. I'll, I'm a hop, skip, and a jump away." And then they messaged me, and they were like, "A bunch, a few artists had to drop out." We have walls. We have space. Do you want to come? There you go. And so I was able to like change my plane ticket like an extra day, but any more than that was really expensive or else I would have stayed for the whole festival. So I had basically just enough time to go down. Uh, I think I was there for three days or four days um, and just like have enough time to meet everyone, do some of the activities, like paint my wall. And and then the day I left is the day that they had the like opening ceremony and stuff. So I was so upset that I was like watching it like on Instagram and not being able to be there. But that's why I wanted to make sure I gave myself the whole time to, to see enjoy to the down whole there. thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 and see all the artists from everywhere too. What, what we learn is that you cannot plan. 
<laughs> and every the plan and, is and no plan. The plan is there is no plan, mm-hmm. and and opportunities come in all shapes and forms. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, that, that's Brooklyn. That's yeah. Also, creative. <laughs> I mean, that's you also never artist. know. You never know. An artist that plans too much is going to be boring. Yeah, and I think also not letting. I think if you just try to plan and control it a little bit too much, you're never going to grow. I like mean, it's I've learned point, from all my like mistakes, painting and right. you're you know. doing what you do on some level because you don't necessarily want people telling you what to do. Yeah. So the idea of planning is yourself telling you what to do, which can be just as offensive sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think some of the best art comes out of accident. It yeah. always has. Yeah. So if you plan too much, I think you get in your own way. I just want to say that I really love, I can tell how much time you've really spent with artists because like you really know how we work. <laughs> like a lot of the things you're saying, I'm like, how does she know that? She's reading my soul. <laughs> <laughs> You can I tell. Mean, <laughs> why else would you be willing to be semi-homeless uh, semi half the time, um, not necessarily always well-fed? Um, there's got to be a pay payoff for yeah. wanting to live that life. And the life is, no one tells you what to do. Uh-huh. You have the, I always say, I think I said this last time, we work 100 hours to not work a 40-hour. Exactly. You know, that's a really, really big thing. Like, Plus, we work all the time just so we don't have to work all the time. But you also make the choices then about what projects you're going to take. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're able to say, you know what? I don't necessarily like that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I think every artist I know I can say that like has made some kind of a sacrifice or, you know, like I live really far, you know, but that's because I can't have a lot of overhead. Um, one, because I travel so much too. just, you know, it's seasonal work. It's freelance work. Like I... I would love to have some huge, big, you know, loft with like a 50 foot high glass. You know what I mean? But like, oh, yeah. I have to, and everyone's like, you live so far. It's just, and I'm like, I know I live so far, but I mean, I also love Coney and I love Sheepshead, but, but that's having the said that, Having though, picked you up yeah. one time, you also live where it's quiet. It is. You have a park that you can go walking literally mm-hmm. right across from where she lives is this wildlife place she's talking about. You can literally cross the street. I get a lot of like headspace there. So, it's really you know, good. they say far, but then what did artists do? They lock themselves in the loft upstate. What's the difference? Yeah, you're right. What's the difference? I don't have you've to do that because I got right, the nature right there. You're right there, and yet yeah. you've got like the best of both worlds because you can still very quickly get to the mm-hmm. city, and yet yeah. once you're out there, you're not necessarily in the middle of it anymore. I'm not going to run into anyone going to the supermarket. That's true. It's Nobody great. you know lives out there. It is great. <laughs> <laughs> so. Two fair zone. We've mentioned those back. Two fair zone. That's a two fair zone back <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. That's yeah. been a long time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that has been uh, a, quite the recap yes. of your activities lately. Else. Oh, I'm sure you forgot something. I'm sure I did. But the rule is after we interview you, you remember the best stuff after you leave. That's yeah. the way that goes. And then I send you a million text messages. And oh, I, I wish, wish we could have. Yeah. Well, I want to ask, I mean, let's just like, you know, we could talk about your, what have you seen other people do in the last, you know, since we talked to you last that like, I loved this thing that so-and-so came up with. Who's inspiring you these days? I think it's really, um, well, number one, just to be honest, I've been painting every single day for four months straight. I didn't get to go to any art shows. I haven't, and I've also been either all the way out at the state park or I'm on the waterfront at the Newtown Creek or I'm like very deep in Coney Island. So admittingly, I didn't see a lot of art this summer. So for me, 
I'm only now like really starting to get, get back into going to shows. Um, the Beyond the Streets exhibition was I got to catch it on the last day, and that yeah. show really was phenomenal. Was inspired what, what, me. So what? What's yeah. like? What was your favorite piece? Uh, I mean, we were. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, oh God. Every but, time um, I went, I found a new favorite. Exactly. Um, I mean, I love the Beastie Boys installation just because. I, How could I you not? The Boys. So that was. But um, art wise, the Jose Parlor stuff. Did you see the like the slabs with the textures? Oh and yeah. The, yeah. Yep. I yes. really like that textural stuff. That's one that stood out for me. And then I loved Fail's work. The the like spinning the, prayer the, wheels and like the metal installation with the you know with Those the layering panels. on it too. Those I think I probably really the times cool. I went with people who knew me drove them crazy because I had to spin the. Wheels. I got a really good boomerang mm-hmm. of, of her me spinning because yeah. I got yeah. prayers, prayers. <laughs> so you know, I I went to that show recently. Um, I went to the. Henry Chalfant exhibition in the Bronx Museum. Um, I got to see the Tristan Eaton exhibition yesterday. So this week I've really started to catch up on my art stuff. Um, but I think for me, the biggest influence like over the last year has been um, the artists that I've met internationally from the mural festivals, from um, the Acamel Festival. Oh, and also I went to Peru in May and I went to paint in the Amazon Art Day Festival. Oh, wow. And it was like dead in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. Oh, and it was wow. that was another conservation project like for the for the jungle and for the indigenous community. What other artists were involved? Um I was there with D Gale Art with Christy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um she was out there. Um there were and just a lot of local artists, like local like Peruvian artists. Um, so that was really good getting to... I always love like traveling abroad because I just get to see different styles mm-hmm. that you just would never be exposed to mm-hmm. here. Um, another good friend of mine, Anna Balcazar, she's also from... Um, she's from Peru, and she's an incredible artist that I met and I linked up with, and I can definitely see us like painting together again out there. Um, but like at Acamal, um, there were a lot of artists from Miami that I met, that I'm excited to see this year. Nomad Clan, I got to see Paint Live, and I got to see They're them. They're super. They're a lot of fun. Oh, my God. No, Okay, the Nomad Clan did, really The Heart Island me. piece. I had no yep. clue about Heart Island. Me neither. They educated yeah. me. And same. I tell everybody on the tour now because we need to know these things. I talked about it yesterday. I, I said the you know, same I thing. I had no clue yep. I didn't about, know about yep. Heart And Island. I had watched pose oh, like the so like week before yes. that yes. went up and yes. that was the only reason I knew about the matter, it. They, they mentioned it on Billy Porter talked about yep. it on pose and was yep. it some 30,000 bodies still out there that would never claim. Yep and they have the number like I learned about that from that mural yeah. so yeah. that's another thing about like murals being educational that's like a prime example but Nomads I think they're coming back this year they're I got awesome. to see them. So there were a lot of like international artists that I had never been exposed to like you think you like, oh I'm on Instagram or I know like I know everyone and 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 then you learn that there's so much out yeah. there. I mean, you guys know that. Well, I mean, I've had people say, oh, you know everybody. And it, it's, like, well, yeah, but you know what you're yeah. paying attention to or whatever. And then you go and you talk to some other people and, wow, I, I will yeah. this way. Mm-hmm. You are more than likely one degree of separation away from every street artist working in the world. Yeah. That's that true. Much is true. You That's know awesome. somebody that knows everybody. That's at true. At some point, we know somebody that knows somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that was another project I worked on. I worked on the um, the Pride mural project. 
right. this summer. So right. that was another really incredible one that I got to do in Queens. What, you painted in Queens. You're... Yeah, we did it. Uh, Lexi and oh, I well, did that another was, collaboration. They tied it together with Wellingport, right? Yeah, but or... th- but yeah, there were it was at Wellingport, right? Um, but there were some murals that were just for the Wellingcourt project, and then there were murals yeah. that were dedicated specifically for, for the, pride. the yeah, Pride project. Yeah, Garrison gave the Pride project a certain number of walls. Um, I did a... Marcia, well, Lexi painted Marsha P. Johnson, and, and I did, did Sylvia Rivera. Right? Yeah, I did. And then this, like between, the neon, it's like with the stone wall between. Yeah, the them, neon right? stone wall yeah. sign. So yeah, Sylvia Rivera and uh, Marsha P. Johnson. And um, if Beat anyone, the brick. yep. If anyone doesn't know who they are, they should watch all the Netflix documentaries about them. I had no clue. Yeah. Again, murals because, being educational. Right, and I, I say we just don't. We are not educated enough about our history. Sometimes yeah. I think the murals are, like you said, educational. It's really, really I learned a lot this summer from walls. Yeah. Me too, honestly. Really. Yeah. And I that's what we're all about here at Sold Magazine. You know, we're about Sold storytelling. Sold for the children. Storytelling yep. and, and getting the... It is storytelling. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what uh, that's what's beautiful about New York, too. That's what we love about New York. There's constant mm-hmm. New York stories. Yeah. Um, and I'm really happy that I got to work so much with Lexi again this summer because there was like a, a we both were just so busy I don't think we like we're still best friends but we didn't like work together a lot and then all of a sudden this summer it was like boom 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 and um I actually also while I was doing the Shirley Chisholm project I got carpal tunnel that's Whoa. how much I was working literally when I tell people every day for four months straight that I was I did. I painted this rabbit, and it. I did every stroke of hair, and the next day I woke so up. So you're and, just now getting the paint out of your fingernails. Yeah, <laughs> and literally, I had to take about a two. Like the doctors were like, "You can't paint. Like if right. you keep going, it's going to get worse, and you're going to need surgery." You and I'm, I was in the was middle. Your hand was just cramped. Like I couldn't. Up I couldn't or, grip. Right. I couldn't turn. I could. I literally, and it was Frozen. numb and pins and needles. Oh. Like it felt like someone was taking. It was horrible. Yeah. So I could. So in the middle of the Shirley Chisholm, in the middle of me finished finishing the Coney Island Brewery project, like mm-hmm. I'm on deadlines, and like my hand just. So it was really amazing because I got to hire Christy D Gale, and I also hired Lexi to come and literally be my right hand. <laughs> like and and I mean I, the two of them, I feel like we all have such similar styles that I if I give them my sketch, I trust them. That like they can blend it enough that like it's not going to be that much of a difference. Team so works. so you can't just pick up the can and go left handed. I did a lot. Okay, a I lot? Fi- I finished it off left handed. Wow. I mean, I I had to do like the final lettering. Like I had to use my right, but I actually used brush because it wasn't so much this. It was it's, right. You're not uh, doing for, this. for those okay. listening, this I meant the the spray paint <laughs> finger action <laughs> gesture. <laughs> Uh, as opposed to like you know painting up and down with a you brush, you can strap so. a brush to your arm yeah. and just move your arm up and so down. So I'm very very grateful that they were able to help me finish that. And that was another time I got to work with Lexi this summer, so it was great. We did a lot of good work together. Awesome, mm-hmm. and and that's right. We had the recap, or we had a, a post about that show at Third Ethos. Yep. And then I was also thinking I'm, I'm recapping all of the Danielle. Uh, uh, stories on Soul too. We also, I just, the last thing I want to mention, I had a lot of fun working with you on the Starbucks project. Yes. The door, and, and, and I'm going to save everybody uh, repeating the whole story mm-hmm. about the Starbucks door and, and how that all came to be because you should go to Soul Magazine and read the story about mm-hmm. how this door was recovered 
from the original uh, building, and then Starbucks has now it installed inside the uh, coffee shop, mm-hmm. and it's so awesome. Yeah, it's really still cool. one of my favorite pieces. It's just cool that that it's hanging in, in this corporate oh, environment, but it's awesome. It's so beautiful. Another incredible exhibition See? that I went to. Again, I know we're going to keep remembering. <laughs> I, I, I last night was the one year anniversary of Mosa. Right. Of right. the Museum of yep. Street Art yep. inside yep. the Citizen M Hotel. Right. Um, and Another, was, we were there last year. And yep. it, was, it was incredible yep. because I got to... Hard to believe it's been a year it's already. It's been a year, yeah. And then uh, yesterday, getting to go through the staircase, and um, there's actually an app um, with self-guided tours of all of our interviews now. So if you want to walk down Very the staircase cool. and view all 21 murals, if you download the app for it, then cool. you can um, you can listen to all of our stories. And did you, when you painted there mm-hmm. last year, it was like big, super mm-hmm. secretive... Did you get to see it finished? Or it was like last night, did you, you had seen all the pieces? The first time I did the full walkthrough was at the, at the unveiling, at the opening. Okay. But I did the full walkthrough. Um, I had gotten to see like the, um, the floors around me. But um, I think one, it was so spread out. And mm-hmm. two, all of us were just so like actively working on our pieces that, um, you know, I, I saw like glimpse, glimpses here. But I also, I kind of wanted to just wait to see the whole full unveiling too. So... That was incredible. But yeah, now there's the self-guided tour. So Cool. Mm-hmm. So if you want the behind-the-scenes stories of each mural. Can you just walk in? or? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, what is it, 9 to 5 during the weekdays or something like that? You can go in for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they shut it down like after 5 or 6 o'clock at night, something mm-hmm. like that. They have regular hours during the day. So, so that's another incredible collection. Very yes, cool. Absolutely. Um, well, we may have to make this an annual thing and catch up with Danielle. Yeah, and, I think that, yeah. But for, 45 minutes in, and we basically caught up with three months ago. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so three months of work. Yeah. But and thank- we're just catching up. We didn't even, like, real. I mean, thank you for, I mean, telling but, us about Beyond the Streets and, yeah. and your impressions of, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um. Anything else you'd like to say, Big Ronnie? No, I think that was great. Uh, you know, we're trying to keep things a little shorter. In 45, we're bumping into the, the maximum recommended podcast okay. session <laughs> limit. But, because but, artists don't necessarily have long attention spans. That's right. Most people's commute is less than 45 minutes, and that's what oh. we're shooting for. But, Shout out Soul Magazine. But thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much, thank Danielle, for coming in. Uh, tell everybody one more time where they can find you online. Uh, my website, daniellemastrion.com, or my Instagram is the most updated collection and it's at Danielle BKNYC. We are sold out with part two and Danielle Mastrian. Have a great day, everybody.